To be present, aware, isn't the easiest, but worth every ounce of who we are becoming. Feel what you feel, but don't allow the silence to suffocate you as you look around, unable to identify with what we once called home. The road less traveled can be a lonely one, yet God always manages to give us the grace to smile through it. True strength is nestled in between our abilities to face our weaknesses and endure it. And before you know it, the night will turn into morning and morning's dew will fade away because joy can be found in the rising of the sun. Mercy made new each and every day. Use the stillness as a resting ground to reflect upon in the transition on the climb. We must give ourselves the space to breathe. To be, because to give up is not an option. Even when resistance rises, resilience will always be stronger. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is Carly Janae, and thank you for tuning in to season two of Naked and Exposed, the podcast. up you guys and welcome back to this episode of the podcast how are you doing I feel like I've started off an episode sounding like that and asking that same greeting but bear with me how did you enjoy the poem how is your new year's going happy happy new year we are in 2020 we are in a new decade there are some amazing things that are coming and some things that we are going to have to endure through so be encouraged the word says that struggle produces endurance endurance produces character and character produces hope and as god continues to purify and refine our characters so that we have what it takes to sustain the promise that he's bringing the things that we have prayed about and even the things that we prayed about by saying your will be done lord your will not mine <laughs> and as we do that it ushers in for god to have his way in his original plan to be manifest through our lives because we are surrendered and ready and willing to do whatever it is that he is calling us to do and i'm stoked because the words that were released at my church are so dope. The overall word is the year of the streams. It's the year of us being accelerated and us becoming even more like Christ and seeing some things that we've prayed for manifest. It's the year of the teacher, the year of the creative, the year of collaboration. We're going to see merges, people coming together to help push the kingdom agenda. And of course, you're going to see things come together in the in the playground of darkness. But greater is he that's in us than he that is in this world. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. For it is already written. You feel me? So how did you enjoy the poem? It's called To Be Present. This episode is basically about being present. It's about showing up even when we don't feel like it. Even when the journey feels lonely, but we know that we are never alone. And it's giving yourself the the space to one, breathe and to feel like I feel like we have been trained to suppress our feelings, to suppress our feelings. But we have 
to be a people that is able to be self-aware for one, our emotional intelligence, our for becoming a better leader. Like it is imperative that we are aware of our feelings, good, the bad, and the ugly, and we're able to think before we speak, react, and respond. And that is something that we're learning in this series at Church on Leadership. Dr. Faith taught this past Sunday on being a healthy leader and some steps on being self-aware, self-regulated, being motivated, showing empathy. Empathy for others. And that's one of the things that I have been fixated on is especially with this notion of safe spaces and triggers. And it's like, trigger is just another word for an area that's wounded, that hasn't healed. It's another way of saying I'm offended and I don't want to deal with what is presented in front of me. And one of my, uh, Mama Chandra, who did an earlier episode, I want to say it was episode four, if I'm not mistaken, please go back and listen to it. But I had that wonderful opportunity to go with her when we went to London. I was had the opportunity to room with her while we were in London. And there was a point in time where somebody did something and it triggered any an emotional response. And it's one of those things where if this didn't happen, I would not have known that this was an emotion that was suppressed still that God in that moment put his finger on and said, let's deal with it. And she was like, embarrassment is a choice and so is offense. And in that moment, my pride was like, you're right. And I choose to be offended. But that comes from being self-aware. How long did I stay offended? Really not that long (laughs) because I understood I had a choice to be offended and offer allow unforgiveness and bitterness to start to make a way in my heart or to acknowledge like, yo, I'm offended. In this moment, I choose to be offended, but give me two minutes to process through this and I won't be offended. And then because embarrassment is also a choice, I'm not even going to be embarrassed on how I responded because it happens. We're growing, we're healing, we're changing. And junk is always exposed so that we look more like Christ. Like It's insane to think that there's nothing wrong with us. It's insane to think that there's nothing that hurts us, that bothers us. Like that is human. But as we grow, it'll bother us less. But there's always junk, like just like, and they use the onion analogy. Like an onion is layers and layers and layers. Like we are have layers and layers and layers of junk. And yes, deliverance allows you to be delivered from some of those things that are, are oppressing you. And inner healing comes behind it and cleans up those wounded areas and allows you to process it and to see it, the truth for it and allow the truth to become the healing bomb. But it's like, it took years for you to build up this toxic pattern and it's going to take time for you to not allow it to become something that you just respond to on autopilot. And that was, I had a choice to make. And it's like, you guys, you have to learn how to be self-aware. And being self-aware means that you have to allow yourself to feel what you feel and then process your emotions and then ask the Lord to show you the healthy way to see through his lens. Because sometimes we're offended at, at stuff that's not even worth being offended over because like Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Like people sometimes just don't know what they're doing and it's not always their intent to hurt you or offend you. 
And it's like for me in this season, and I don't know if I shared it in another podcast, but it's like going back to that idea of safe spaces. Like, yes, we want places of retreat and safety, but first and foremost, we should be taking our problems to the Lord. And then after we take it to the Lord, then there should be healthy community that gives you an outlet to talk things through because we know that there is safety in the multitude of wise counsel. But the problem is, is your counsel wise? And then at the same time, you guys, you never know if a person is safe until you give them the opportunity to be. And then it's like, okay, if they can't be safe, okay, let's let's work through some boundaries. Let's implement some boundaries. This person who I thought could be in the three or the 12 actually is in the 70 in the crowd for the time being. Doesn't mean that I give them less of me. It's just I, I cannot allow them to see every part of me. I'm still going to show up authentically. I'm not going to outcast them, but there are just certain levels that they are not privileged to until they uh, can show me that they are trustworthy. And it's not this notion that a person has to prove that they're like, you know, that saying that uh, respect is our, no, 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 no. You respect people and you treat them with honor and dignity from day one, period. And the only way to grow is to give somebody an opportunity to see you authentically. And if they can't handle it and it's abused, then you adjust accordingly. If you're wounded from it, then you offer it up to the Lord, you heal from it, but you don't retract. You don't put up this wall. You create boundaries. And who knows, maybe this opportunity is a way for you to show them what that even looks like because they never had anybody else to stay and endure when they messed up. They never had anybody to correct them and show, say, hey, this hurt me. Maybe they're used to people just walking away. And so this, this journey is one that is transforming. We'll look around and one day we'll be so far from what we once called home and it's okay. There will be new people around us. There will be old people around us. There will be people that have stood the test of time. But the ability to see your true strength is being able to face those weaknesses that make you stumble, to face those weaknesses that come up that God begins to point out and put his finger on that you're getting offended and upset about in conversation. It's facing those weaknesses and turning them into strengths. One of my weaknesses and strengths, it's it's kind of like this, this like on one side of the spectrum, I can be seen as bold. On the other side of the spectrum, I can be seen as blunt. And it's all filtered in through the lens in which the person is seeing me through. Is their lens cracked, morphed, distorted? Is it broken? But then I have to take into consideration their perspective to some degree and recognize, okay, this person is going to respond this way because of their perspective. Let me have empathy and understand this and not be offended by it so that when I interact with them, I'm compassionate and I have a better understanding of how to operate, but I don't change who I am at my core. I just adjust accordingly to make sure that I am honoring that person, period. And I think that's really not as easy as it sounds because we are so complacent, so stuck in our ways. Oh my gosh, like if this person can't accept me for who I am, then they don't need to be in my life. That's not, that's not real. Like we are a quick to cut off culture and it's not good. And I too have cut people off for some very minute things 
But I'm so glad that God always puts it upon my heart to reconcile with them or to at least acknowledge my side of what I did, take ownership for what I did do, not play victim, not point fingers, not say, woe is me, this always happens to me. Why can't I have people that endured? No, 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 no. This is my season. This is what this relationship was for. This relationship came to an end. This relationship wasn't supposed to come to an end, but offense and hurt got in the way, so let's adjust accordingly. Let's talk it out. Communication is key. We have to be a people that knows how to communicate, even when it sucks, even when it hurts. Like I had a really good friend that I had to pull aside and say, hey, this is what's going on. This is my perspective. This is how I'm seeing it. And though I may not be right, this is how it has made me feel. And it's like the word says, when you have an ought with your brother, you go to your brother and you work it out. When you have an offense, you go to that person who has offended you and you work it out. You communicate. You don't cut people off. You don't ignore them. You don't act like their presence doesn't exist. You talk to them. And I'm not saying I get it right the first time. Sometimes it takes me a couple of weeks because I'm really processing it one with the Lord. Like, is this even something worthy of saying? Do I just, is it me? Like, it's like going back to self-awareness and self-regulation It's making sure that I have done everything on my end to make sure that I am responding in the best way that reflects God's character and his nature. And again, the only way to know God's character and his nature is to spend time with him and to study his work. And it's like, once I do that, all right, this issue needs to be talked about and let's talk about it. And as the poem goes on, it says that I just drew a blank for a second, y'all. Forgive me. (laughs) But it says, and the night will turn into morning. So we know that there's brighter and better days coming and mornings do. It's cool because only I can see it as I'm I'm saying it. But morning, night will turn into morning, like better, brighter days. The mornings do, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G-S. And I hope I spelled that right. Like mourning, your mourning, the the sadness, the dew of that will begin to fade away and joy. Joy will be found at the rising of the sun. You can see that as S-U-N or S-O-N, like joy is found in Christ. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy does come in the morning. Like when you sow in tears, you reap in joy. Like this is kingdom principles, promises that God has declared and decreed over our lives. And we know that weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And his mercy is made new each and every day. Oh, I'm getting, I was going to say goosebumps, but rest bumps. Just knowing that God is not a man that shall lie. He's the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forevermore. He is consistent. He is unchanging. And somebody, I can't even remember who it was. And forgive me if you listen to this slight plug to you, but they were just like, oh, it was Myron. She was basically saying like, God's consistent. He never changes. So when things happen that I don't agree with or things happen that I can't understand, I have to then sit before the Lord and ask him to show me his perspective because God doesn't change, period. So where in it has, have we as humans or circumstances created a inconsistency from our end 
so that we can see it for what it truly is based on who he is. Like everything must be filtered through who he is. And I'm learning that rest is synonymous with. I'm learning that rest. I'm learning that rest is synonymous with presence as stated in Hebrews four. When you are in the Lord, seeking him, spending time with him, praying to him, writing to him, dreaming with him, you're in his presence. (laughs) And internally, you will find peace and rest and anxiety will begin to melt away. Use this stillness as a resting ground to reflect upon. In the transition, in the climb, you must, we must, we will give ourselves the space to breathe. Going back to the beginning, it's this constant cycle of awareness, of stillness, of transforming, of becoming. We should never get to a place where we don't take our thoughts captive. We should never get to a place where we aren't studying, where we aren't spending time with the Lord, where we aren't fellowshipping with healthy community, where we aren't serving. We should never get to that place. Because to give up, you guys, what is this quit? Giving up before the assignment is over. Give it, giving up because you're offended. Saying, oh, I'm wrestling with God and God told me to, no, 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 no. Sure, there are times where God tells you to leave. God shifts you. But there are also times where God tells you to endure. And if you're so used to running, again, going back to self-regulation and self-awareness, if you're so used to running and jumping ship, that's not God, period. Because giving up is not an option. Even when resistance rises, even when things try to come at you, even when things try to take you out, like unforgiveness, bitterness, doubt, and fear, yo, resilience, the ability to endure, the ability to take your thought captive, the ability to go to the person that's offended you and talk it out, the ability to talk it out with somebody you've offended, the ability to become a better version of yourself based on who God says he is and your relationship with him and your character being transformed and your ability to endure, and your ability to count it all joy, and your ability to rejoice, and your ability to be sober-minded, your ability to be vigilant, your ability to understand that there is a kingdom of light, and there is a playground of darkness that are always in play, that there is a spiritual world, that this battle is not against flesh and blood. As long as you understand that, You have all the tools needed to become more like who Christ has called us to be daily. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the daily renewal of your mind. Daily renewal of your mind. That's the first thing the enemy comes after is our thoughts. Strongholds are toxic patterns and habits of thinking that then turn into action, which is why people say actions speak louder than words, because you can tell me this all day, but how are you responding physically? Are you yelling and cursing me out at the onside of something that's offended you or made you upset? Are you angry? And it's not to say that it's not okay to be these things, but it's not okay to stay those things, stay that way. It's time for us to acknowledge our emotions, 
to re- regulate our emotions, to stop justifying our toxic emotions, to stop putting off addressing our toxic emotions, stop being victim, stop being offended, stop being the offender and actually being present, becoming the fullness of, being healthy in emotions and actions so that resilience can shine through. Because even when resistance rises, resilience will always be stronger. All right, guys. I love you. Can't wait to chat with you. Holla.